Welcome to March 2 of the pod presented by Eternal Roofing. We are your consistent source for Sam Houston Athletics. We're in episode, I believe it's seven. It could be eight. I don't know, Ben, but I know it's titled Broken Offense and Broken Bones. And we're going to discuss all that this week when we recap another dismal performance by the offense and talk about the environment around the game at NRG Stadium. We're going to discuss what can be done to fix the offense, and we close with where we see the Cats slotting in Conference USA after the first two weeks. I'm your host, Corey Hope, the non-FBS insider at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Find me on your favorite social media channels at Corey Hogue Sports. It's all one word, C-O-R-Y-H-O-G-U-E Sports. I'm joined by the creator and manager of Sports of SHSU on Twitter and Instagram. Again, all one word, Sports of SHSU, the chief operating officer of Cat Fund. Proud Bearcat alum, Ben Sorrells. Man, broken offense, check. Broken bones, you took care of that, man. I did. I made sure to take care of the latter. Uh, Sam Houston football take care, took her, took care of the former. Yeah, it was a it was a rough weekend. Um, obviously, another thirteen to three loss or a second loss score of thirteen to three, and I ended up with a nice broken elbow um, in the process as well. So it was one heck of a weekend for me, and it was an interesting weekend for Sam Houston football to say the least. So this, so you broke your elbow like during the game, like you were angry and you smashed it, or. Yeah, that that <laughs> I don't know if that sounds as cool as what I actually did. It was the the playoffs of my men's basketball league, the local men's basketball league, um, the semifinals, and yeah, about four minutes left in the game, got tripped up, fell, broke my elbow. That was Thursday night, late. Got back from the ER, got back home about three thirty in the morning on Friday, so um, wasn't able to make the game. Saturday was the first NRG game I've missed since seventeen, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't really miss too much from what it looks like. <laughs> well, I'm, um, I'm sure you're forgiven uh, for missing the game, considering so. considering all that. But man, that you talk about an epic way to leave the sem- semifinals of the men's basketball league, right? Oh yeah, I mean the the highly esteemed local men's basketball league that everybody's talking about. I'm sure. I bet they are after looking at your elbow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest storyline to come out of there. That's how important it is. <laughs> Hey, hey, you know what? I, I got a message. Matt Sainamore, he, he said I had to. This is how I found out about your injury, actually, because Matt Sainamore sent me a picture of a social media post you were in and said, eternal roofing can probably fix your elbow. And I said, that is uh, the most brilliant thing I've heard in about three weeks. Yeah, it was a really good spin. I mean, that's one of the best spins on it to get into an advertising pitch I've ever seen. But yeah, he did comment that on my wife's post talking about how I did break my elbow. So yeah, that was funny. And we definitely appreciate Matt and connecting us with Taylor at Eternal Roofing and getting that connection going and having a little fun with it also. Oh, definitely. And if you do need things repaired, not your elbow, they don't do orthopedic surgery, but they can do surgery on your roof. They can do surgery on your house with their general contracting skills throughout the Hill Country and the Houston area, anywhere in the state of Texas. Just put it that way. They offer free detailed roof inspections, fast and professional service, no high-pressure sales pitch, exceptional workmanship warranties. Contact Taylor at eternalroofingtx.com. That's Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. 
at eternalroofingtx.com. If you want to catch them on the on the phone, dial 936-215-8539 for the Montgomery office or 830-251-5673 if you're in the Hill Country. But no matter what, if you need roofing, general contracting, Ben, there's only one name you call if you're a Sam Houston fan, especially if you listen to this podcast. Yeah, and that is Eternal Roofing. Make sure they do it so you don't have to. Um, whether you have a broken elbow or not, I think they're the place to go to. Don't need to do it yourself. Let them take care of it. Just don't call Taylor, though, and ask him if he can fix elbows. Yeah. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah, we don't want to get flagged for false advertising. <laughs> That's right. We are a podcast on the Republic of Football Network who also doesn't want to get flagged for false advertising and an extension of Dave Campbell's Texas football. Please like and subscribe to the podcast and follow us on the various social media uh, platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at March to the pod. It's one word. Again, that's a theme in this show. One word, March, the number two, the pod. And hello to those of you watching us on Dave Campbell's YouTube page. We appreciate you watching on there. We have a we have a great fan base, Ben, and um, that fan base. I feel like we got Blue Falcon last weekend. A little um, bit. If you, if you <laughs> understand the reference, some of that Blue Falconing might have been done on ourselves. It was a tough loss to Air Force, but twenty six point. If you would have told me, Ben, before the season started that Sam Houston defense has only given up 26 points 27. combined. 27. Yeah. 27 points combined to Air Force and BYU. I would have told you they're at least one and one. I, I would have thought the same thing too. And just to read off, just to kind of brag on the defense, because I know the offense, we'll, we'll talk about it in the, the review of the game, and we'll oh. talk about it individually too. Offense, go sit in the corner. Okay, we'll we'll get to you in a minute. Right now, we're gonna get to the people who uh, are are providing things to the standard we expect here at Sam Houston. To be honest with you, yeah, the the straight A students. Yep. So That's just a right. couple a couple of quick facts. So, uh, giving up thirteen point five points per game, which is ranked twenty sixth nationally, and you got to recognize a lot of FBS schools have only played one FBS game. Um, they've played an FCS team or maybe another really crappy FBS team. Sam Houston's schedule's been tough, so. Uh, 13.5 points per game, 26th nationally, 257.5 yards per game, 23rd nationally. ESPN have them ranked 19th in defensive efficiency out of all FBS schools, and then they've held eight of the last 11 opponents going back to last year under 21 points. So like you said, if you would have showed me those stats coming into this year against two very good teams, uh, an eight and five last year BYU team, uh, Air Force team that consistently wins 10 plus games. I would say, yeah, we're we're at least one and one, even with the known offensive struggles coming into this year. But uh, as great as it's been, it hasn't been enough. And we're here at 0 and 2. And, and that's kind of where we are. Does as good as the defense has been, it hasn't been good enough. Does that um, does that apply to the atmosphere outside NRG this weekend? Yeah, outside and well, I I can't really speak a ton to outside. I, I wasn't there like we talked about, yeah. but from what I heard inside, man, I mean, there were the listed attendance was a little over twenty five thousand, but um, it didn't look anywhere near that. I'd probably say seventeen or eighteen 
is my best guess. And it just seemed like there was no juice there. There was no energy. Obviously, the offense wasn't very good. That that kind of fuels the, the fan energy and momentum. But, man, it just didn't seem like there was any juice there. Um, it was just kind of dead the entire night. And, uh, yeah, honestly, it was a little disappointing to watch it on TV. I mean, no one was standing on third down. There were some big possessions there, even into the fourth quarter. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just the kind of the atmosphere around the game was a little disappointing, considering how good it had been there the past couple of years. I mean, being there the last four or five years, I mean, every third down, no matter what the score was, people were getting on their feet and getting loud. And part of that is the hate for SFA, but – um, I think there's a big reason to get excited for this game. I mean, we were in this game for 45, 50 minutes. Um, and so that's a reason to get on your feet and cheer. And so if you do go to games, that's great. But also get involved, be loud, stand, get involved in cheers and chants and whatever it might be, because we need that energy in the stadium for this team. Okay. <clears throat> Turn on the recording, Ben, because it's time. <laughs> it's time to give the fans a speech after their week one performance, because this is week one for them. It was their first home game. Yeah. It was your chance to show out. And uh, we didn't do very well. You, you weren't loud enough. You're not into it. I, I get it. I understand. The offense stinks. No sugarcoating. Until they start moving the ball, scoring points, and running the ball, this offense stinks. Not fun to watch. But you have a choice. You can either sit on your hands and be negative and watch your cats lose because that energy is what is felt by the players on the field and the coaching staff, or somebody's got to be positive. Players are having a hard time being positive. It's not working. They're living it right? They're, they're working harder than anybody. It's not working right now. It's hard for them to stay positive. It's hard for the coaches to stay positive right now. It's hard for you, the fan, to stay positive as well. But now is when the cats need you the most. Now's when they need you to come out there and to give them your support. You remember the national title game in Frisco? You enjoyed it. You had fun. Heck of an atmosphere. You remember the last battle of the Piney Woods last year? Amazing. Incredible. The problem is you're not doing it every game. You've got to be – you want the you want the football team to be consistent. We need you to be consistent as well, and we need you to lead the positivity – because that's the only way at this point anything is going to get changed with this with this team with this offense. Yeah, and right. yeah, and just to echo that sentiment, whether it be in person at a game or at the tailgate, whatever it might be, and especially like on social media, I mean, people are completely giving up on this team, writing them off, saying this is the worst move we've ever made to the FBS. This team is a joke. Uh, it's a clown show. I mean, those are just some of the things I've heard. But, I mean, as bad as the offense has been, this team has been in games against some of the best teams in the country for almost all 60 minutes. And if you can add some juice to that environment, that might be able to help the team. And so let's not give up on this team yet. 
They've played two really good teams, and despite how bad the offense has been, they've still been in it. There's stuff to look forward to. I mean, FIU is not Air Force. UTEP is not BYU. Um, there are opportunities to win games. So let's stay positive. Let's support this team. Um, constructive criticism is fine, but to say let's fire everybody and give up on everything through two weeks when we've been in games against two really good teams, I think is a huge overreaction. Just need to stay the course, support these teams, and show up. So that's my advice. You know who else isn't as good as BYU and Air Force? Houston to this point. Houston, but that's a topic for next week. We're yeah. Still, listen, you're in Houston next week. Why don't you go own that stadium? They're negative around that team. I promise you the Cougars fan base is negative. How bad would a, would that game be to attend if you've got two negative fan bases in the stands? It's going to be – who wants to go to a game where and just – just hate life. Don't do that. Yeah. Bring Don't the have juice. fun. Yeah. Yes. Be the energy that you want to see on the field. When the, when the offense gets a first down, let them know you appreciate the work it took to get that first down. When the defense is on third down, let them know you got their back. And when they come off the field, let them know you appreciate them. That positivity will build. It will build around the program. It will build around the team and you will see Things happen better, at least when you're at home. Maybe not yeah. on the road, but at least when you are in your own building. That's the key to these places that have, you think Seattle, right? The NFL. Um, it's that positivity those fans bring when they're good that makes that a hard place to play. Go be supportive, guys. It's It's the least you can do as a fan. It is. And I mean, even that crowd at BYU, I mean, that was unbelievable i mean i know our offense isn't great but the first drive of the game i mean we're, we're fumbling the snap can't hear calls at the line i mean if we can create anywhere near that kind of environment i think it's going to be a huge advantage for our team and then they can just feed off it from there so yeah i mean definitely a lot of room to build when it comes to the team definitely a lot of room to build when it comes to the fan atmosphere so just got to keep pushing and keep working you know i i do want to say this i talked to a lot of coaches around the entire state of Texas. And when Sam Houston is brought up right now, it's not a positive as far as what they're hearing from fans connected to Sam Houston. That's got to change. You know, I get it. Hey, we lost. The offense isn't good, but you know what? That defense right now, that's a top 20 defense in the country. Your first season. The offense is struggling. Hopefully we can get – I don't know. We're going to get into maybe how we can figure that out, if we can. But, I mean, you know, that's the minimum, Ben. But be, be 13 points. You've lost by combined, what, 27, 24, 21 points. Like, you haven't lost these yeah. games by much. It, yeah. It's, it's incredible to me that you you are here. You have played two established, known, solid, power five, group of five programs. Two teams that are always in a bowl game. And, and that's where you want to be. And you battled those teams and you, you had chances in both games. You only lost by just a few points. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't take much. You're so close. 
Yeah, and everybody, I, I would say 99.9% of people in the fan base, outside the fan base looking in, had us 0-2 after two weeks. And here we are at 0-2 and, and the sky is falling and everything is ruined and it's the worst year ever and we need to set everything on fire and, and restart over. So, I mean, we knew this was probably coming. It, it, it There's a lot of good on defense. There's a lot of bad on offense. Um, we thought maybe it would be somewhere in the middle, but I mean – we knew we were probably going to be 0-2, and, and here we are. I mean, it is what it is. So, I mean, how, this was expected. How is this worse? It, I, I really want to know. If you're listening to this and you're like, okay, Corey, Ben, I'm not I'm not hearing it, man. They, this, they stink. I'm not, I don't want to hear that. Would it have been better? What score would you have accepted them losing by? How many points? What kind of point spread? Would you have felt better if it was 56 to 21? Would you have felt better if it was 35 to 21 or 27? Would you really felt better? Because now your defense is going to have question marks, right? Yep. It, either way, I don't, know, I don't know what, what point spread you're looking for if this isn't enough. Uh, exactly. I mean, as the offense is terrible. The defense is great. Let's hope we can meet somewhere in the middle and win some games. I mean, I I, I would take a 14 nothing loss over a 56 to 21 loss. I mean, we were in that game the entire time, and we have something to lean on, and that's our defense. So, yeah, yeah. We'll, okay. we'll see. The sky is not falling. Here, no, it is not at all. And let me say this, Ben, because we're gonna we're gonna move forward. We're not here. First off, we love you if you're listening and and you're a fan of Sam Houston. We absolutely appreciate you and love you and we understand because we also feel the same disappointment the same frustration and everything and that's why this next leg we're going to get into that and and it's not going to be pretty and if anyone on the team is listening to this i'm sorry the truth hurts today when it comes to the offense yeah all right that that's just how it is we're getting there it's Ben, I, I know it's hard to tell a fan to be rational, but I just I just don't understand what point spread they actually uh, would have been okay with at this point. And, and you got to start asking yourself: is it is it that, or, or is it something else? Like why are why are you wanting to blow everything up when you're in these games? Uh, it's one thing if if you were watching that game. At any point, did you feel that if the offense can just get a little momentum here, we're right in this game? It, that that seems how both games went. Oh, yeah. And BYU game, I mean, we've got the ball in the red zone about to tie it. Um, we're right there in that game. I mean, if we're one inch not being offside, I mean, we're, we've tied the game and in go into the fourth quarter. I mean, this last game, it's tied at three. I mean, halfway through the third quarter and – we got to stop. And if we go score, I mean, we could take a lead. I mean, if you just get an inch more from the offense, I mean, just one touchdown and a field goal. I mean, this team is in the game and I feel like that's within reach. I mean, as bad as the offense is, I feel like 10 points is attainable at some point. So um, it's going to okay. be okay. I got something else. I got some because <laughs> I, I understand it's tough when you've scored six points in two weeks. Three. Oh, three points. Don't give weeks. us too much credit, Corey. My bad. That <laughs> three points in two weeks. That that that's tough. But would you have rather 
gotten I mean it honestly would it would you have felt better if it was 35 to 3 6 10 14 I you know would you have felt better if you were in a game that you ne- that you sat down to watch and and said we were never in this thing yeah I because no. you're in these and 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 Ben I think we're also missing something too I think we're missing some context uh in this in that BYU and Air Force are known as having good defenses, and um, they've proven it. But not every defense they play from here on out, the Cats aren't going to play defenses that are like BYU and Air Force all the time. Especially Air Force. I mean, we were were kind of talking and texting this week or before the Air Force game. I mean, this is a team that led or was fourth in the nation in scoring defense last year and played a ton of Power 5 teams. Um, and they've gone now nine straight games of allowing 20 points or less. And they're not playing Joe Schmoes. I mean, they're playing yeah. really good teams. I mean, they beat Baylor by 20 or 30 in a bowl game last year. I mean, this is a damn good team in Air Force, and we were right there with them all day. And like you said, I mean, a 14 to nothing loss, it sucks, but I would honestly rather lose 14 nothing than lose 77 to 42 or something like that. I mean, because then your defense is a mess. I mean, were you happy when Sam Houston was getting blown out in the semifinals by 40 points? Was that a better loss? Think about it. That's really what you got. I mean, you want to compare the two, right? right? You There's yeah. your uh, comparison. Uh, there is one thing, though, Ben, that is no comparison, and that is what the players get when at, from the Cat Fund and what the, the people giving their money to know that they're giving – to the player because 100% of that goes right back into them. Tell us a little more about the cat fund, man. Yeah. Cat fund NIL collective solely supporting Sam Houston athletes with all of our money going directly to Sam Houston athletes. And so great way to get involved, even starting at $10 a month um, to be able to help support these players, um, reward them for what they do on the field, reward them for sticking around for a couple of years and uh, get involved. I mean, it's a great way to get involved yourself. I mean, you get access to exclusive content and apparel and a bunch of different things. And we'll have more exclusive content up here in the next couple of days. I've been offline a couple of days, but that'll be back up and running. There's a lot of good, good stuff there. So yeah, great way to get involved, support athletes, and then also get something in return. You know, we, this is usually the part of the show, and we're going to do it again, where we explain how important it is to have a fan base uh, that is connected to the school and donors who are connected to the school and, and sponsors connected to the school. And that's why we appreciate Taylor Andrus at Eternal Roofing and his entire crew so much. He, he is a Sam Houston grad. He's a Cat alum. And I promise you, he is not happy with this offense either. If you're listening, Taylor, I feel it, man. You are not happy. I know. We're none of us are happy in Catland because, but we should. We we need to just we need to breathe. Taylor, need to breathe. But I know you know how to do that because Ben, when you go to Eternal Roofing, you're getting certified marksmanship, the best materials. Uh, really more than what you bargain for for the price yeah and you can breathe when you hire them on to do whatever it might be um uh, yeah peace of mind with whatever it is you're hiring them to do so yeah whether it be christmas lights roofing um garage doors whatever it is you can breathe because you know it'll be a job well done hey we're getting into the christmas light time uh, i know i had to plug it we got to find a way every episode to get it in there 
Yeah, because it is important. If you do need Christmas lights, you're in Hill Country or the Houston area, call or email taylor at eternalroofingtx.com, T-A-Y-L-O-R at eternalroofingtx.com. Or if you do want to call and you're in the Montgomery area, 936-215-8539, or in the Hill Country, 830-251-5673, you definitely want to call Eternal Roofing for all your roofing and general contracting needs and just give them, you know, call Taylor needs some positivity like all cats fans. So that's what, uh, that's what we need to start breeding around here, Ben is some positivity. And unfortunately we're not going to do it until the next leg (laughs) of the podcast. We'll we'll address the negative, uh, the negative part of the offense here in this leg and we'll figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, I don't like being negative, but you, you got to face it. It is the truth. The truth is not fun. The truth hurts. But if you don't look into the truth and figure out what's happening to cause this, it's it's going to lead you. It, you're never going to get better, right? Yeah. So let's start, let's start peeling it off. Let's take it back a little bit. I sent a lot of stats to you uh, yesterday from pro football focus and some other things. And I want to start with where the problem is not. The problem is not on first down. Okay. Average first down gain against BYU, 4.8 yards. You're in second and five on average, you're manageable. But the problem is against BYU on third down in shorts, you were 0 for 3. You were 0 for 7 on third and long. You were 2 for 14, so 2 for 7 on third and medium. Those are the ones you have to convert. A third and short needs to be converted at 80% of the time, and third and medium needs to be at about 60% of the time. Third and longs are a crapshoot. Sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. But that same pattern, Ben, it continued against Air Force. With one exception, they didn't gain as much on first down. They got three yards because Air Force has a really good defense. But then when you got to third downs and shorts, they were 0 for 2 or or 2 for 5. Air Force was 4 for 5. That's where you want to know the difference between the win and the loss last week. You're four for five on third and shorts, two for five on third and shorts. It's not a defensive problem when the other team is fourth and five on, on third and shorts. That, that That's when the offensive staff should be able to call a play to get those yards. I, I think the problem right now is we, we have some issues with some play calling, and I think the the problems here, Ben, I want to get your thoughts on this. I think we put we need to put – equal parts players and coaches right now because it's not they're not all fully together and I think it's obvious on that yeah I I definitely agree that that it's equal I think it's play players and and coaches and my view of it just looking at the stats and we were talking a little bit yesterday too is um, week one we we were pretty good on first down I think we were almost five yards of play and um, I think we were mixing it up pretty well running it passing it um but third downs were just terrible um which you got to convert on third down if you want to score points moving to air force this week 11 out of 15 first down plays were runs 
Um, and almost all of them, I feel like, were a halfback draw. And so I feel like the lack of success at BYU, the lack of success early against Air Force, the play calling got really timid, especially on first and second down. Um, and so it turns into a lot of run, run, pass because we're scared to air it out and get really timid, don't have a lot of confidence in the players. Um, and so, I mean, we're backed up third and six plus on almost every single attempt um, against Air Force outside of a few attempts. And we just can't convert because it's third and six plus or so. So I think it started at BYU. Um, first and second down, we're fine, but we just couldn't convert on third. And then it slowly converted over to to Air Force to where it just got really timid, just running the ball almost every first down. And it's backing you up and giving you third and long. So that's what I'm seeing. I look at some of these pro football focused stats and I'm looking at just full game BYU and Air Force. The offense regressed tremendously from week one to week two, Ben. It did. It was like 100 yards less also. I mean, you could even see it just from a general perspective. So against BYU, the offense was rated 54 and a half. Passing game was rated 60.6. Pass blocking, 45.2. Those are numbers that can certainly be improved, especially pass blocking. But I feel like the offense and the passing game score is – it's one of those that has a lot of coaching to go with it as well. Last week, the offense rated 44.3. The passing game, 39.3. Pass blocking even got that much worse, 20.1, which is at the bottom of the NCAA. You can't be down there. The receiving was still good. The running game was still good. The run blocking was actually a little better this week against Air Force than it was against BYU. It's like what you mentioned, that timid play calling, not trusting the players to execute. Seems like that might have infiltrated some of the play calling last week. It definitely did. Like I said, I feel like every first down play was just a handoff up the middle, um, which puts you in second and seven. Um, and then that ends up being another run probably. And maybe you gain a yard or two. Maybe it's at the line of scrimmage and then you're at third and five, third and seven, something like that. And then from there, it's just a crapshoot. I mean, I mean, we've really struggled to, to throw the ball. And like you said, the pass blocking was horrible. Um, and you know you're not going to pick up a first down running the ball on third and seven. And so you just kind of put yourself in no man's land from there. And that that really timidness play calling, I think it affects the players. And I, I, I've said this for a couple of weeks now. I feel like we just need to start airing it out. You've got to try to take the top off the defense. Um, you've got to let Keegan or whoever the quarterback is or is going to be um, try to throw it downfield and get the ball out quick. I mean, you've got Ife Adeyi and Noah Smith, two of the fastest guys that you're going to find out there, especially Ife. And I feel like you aren't even playing into their game and they're your two best weapons. And so um, you aren't utilizing your weapons. It's timid play calling. And I think that's just feeding into an offense that already is lacking some talent. Uh, well, we, I, and we need to get into that now. I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna give out names of of players here at these different positions. If you're really that interested, you can go look it up. We all know who the quarterback is. We all know it's been Keegan Shoemaker. Um, how many pressures has he had? How many hurries has he had? You know, and, and what's been the percentage? Well, of the times he's been hurried. 5% of the time, it's been Keegan's fault. I take that as holding the ball too long. That's actually not bad. That's that's workable. 90% of the time, it's the offensive line. And when you really break it into it, 35% of the time, 
the left tackle is given up a hurry. If it's a hurry, 35% of the time it's a left tackle. From there, it's left guard or right tackle. So when you look at center and right guard, and and uh, they're not bad. They're, they're done well as far as that goes. But it seems like that left side of our offensive line on when we're passing the ball is a problem. And that's a side that's really got to pick it up, Ben. Yeah, exactly. And I think we all know that Keegan uh, hasn't done an incredible job at quarterback. There's definitely been a lot of room to design or room left to, to work on and improve. But um, like you said, only 5% of the hurries were, were on him. Um, so, I mean, the man's just getting chased and, and run after, and it's really hard. And like we said last week, 60% completion percentage is where you want to be. And I mean, he's sitting between 55 and 56 right now. And it's not incredible, but it's, it's not horrific. I mean, he, he had a 57% completion percentage just last week. Um, but he only threw the ball 14 times and 44 yards on eight completions kind of seems like he's just running for his life and ducking it down and to whoever's open and we're not pushing it up the field. I just feel like it's so timid and we haven't tried at all to push the ball up field. There's only one throw I can think of that was even 10 plus yards up the field and you're not going to win when everything is at the line of scrimmage, whether that be a pass or a throw. So it's a combination of a bunch of different things, offensive line, play calling, lack of ability, lack of blocking, whatever it might be. Um, but we've got to do something to figure it out. Okay. Ben, how about I propose we think of this like a checkers match? And I say checkers because I have no idea how to play chess. <laughs> so I'm going to think of it like a checkers match, right? It feels to me like the offense is very predictable. Yes. So if that's the case, the only way to not be predictable is to be unpredictable. How you do that? Whatever you've been doing, do the opposite. Yes. Right? Like if if it's if it's third and three and you look at you look at stats and you go, you know, every third and three we've had, I'm running, I'm running the ball 20 times, I'm passing the ball five. That's a problem. Yes. That needs to be 10 and 10 because you're not keeping them off balance. So if they're expecting run, pass. If they're expecting pass, run. If you run the ball on 11 of your first 15 plays on an offensive drive, they're going to load the box and stop you. Yeah. And also another thing is adjustments at the quarterback position. If you see him load the box, take the top off of it. He's got it, but he's got to have the freedom to do that, Ben. They cannot have it's not fair to Keegan. It's not fair to put blame on Keegan if you're not if you're handicapping him and not allowing him to take the top off the defense. One thing if he can't, then you need a new quarterback. But if he's a starter, I'm assuming he can. You have to trust him and open up that offense. I feel that's I feel that's one of the things that they've never done with Keegan, and I don't understand why. Yeah, it's just been very vanilla. Um, that's for sure. And, and you've got to be more unpredictable. Like I said, running the ball 11 out of 15 times on first down, never throwing it more than 10 plus yards up the field. Let's make first down calls 50-50. Let's push the ball upfield at least a couple times a game. And I think the reason why I am okay if we want to give Grant Gannell a look is I think we all know Grant Gannell's arm talent is probably superior to, to Keegan Shoemaker. 
And I think we need to look at pushing the ball at field. And, and I think Grant could be the guy to do that. I'm not going to say he's going to set the world on fire, change everything um, with offensive line struggles. I don't know if that's even possible, but I think it's at least worth a look. I mean, you got to give him a look because he's a guy that can definitely push the ball at field. And if you don't think Keegan can do that, you've got to try somebody else. Like you said, if he can't do it, and that's the reason why we aren't doing it, then you've got to put somebody else in there. Yep. I 100% agree, but you know who's never vanilla? Eternal roofing? You darn skippy, Ben. You read my <laughs> mind. This is crazy, man. Eternal roofing is not vanilla. Because when you go to eternal roofing, you're going to get the, the best stuff. You get certainty shingles known for their superior weather resistance, exceptional longevity, stunning aesthetic appeal. But there's other things. Like, they specialize in commercial roofing. Too, Ben. Eternal Roofing has the ability to accommodate your HVAC system and other roof equipment while ensuring minimal disruption to your op operations during installation or repair. Uh, I don't know about you, Ben, but if I'm not getting disrupted at work, I'm a lot happier. Oh, oh, trust me, me too. I think we all are. <laughs> That's for sure. So if you need something done with your roof commercially, this is the company to call Eternal Roofing. Call them, email them. The email is taylor, T A Y L O R, at eternalroofingtx.com. If you're in the Montgomery area, give them a call at 936 215 8539. And in the Hill Country, 830 251 5673. They are proud supporters of the Bearcats. And uh, I think that that's the one thing right now we need a whole lot of is these proud Bearcat supporters, Ben. We do. That's for sure. And Taylor is definitely one. We were talking to him last week about the team. We know he cares about the team. We know he listens. And they're not vanilla. Corey, what would you call them? A, a Neapolitan or something like that? They got the chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla. What, what kind of ice cream are we looking at here? What, what okay. kind of ice cream are they? Neapolitan, a little bit of everything? Look, I see a setup. I, I, I know a setup, I think, when I see one. I, mm <laughs> Mm -mm, ben nope I, mm -mm. I don't need to get banned off podcast man <laughs> i i am a crazy flavor guy i tell you what how about this dr pepper man they're the doctor oh it's pepper. good bluebell yeah the bluebell that one's actually pretty good i, I, I like it yeah i i'm i'm not one that uh i like crazy mixed up flavors sometimes Yes, uh, but yeah, that Dr. Pepper one was really good. I, I, I don't even drink soda and I really like the Dr. Pepper one. So that's how everything Bluebell makes, I feel like is just gold. I mean, they never miss. Yeah, well, they do when they have to shut down the plant and clean, but we're not. <laughs> a little bit of this. Yeah, we won't get into that. Thankfully, we're not sponsored by Bluebell. No, <laughs> I don't don't see that one happen anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if we did that, maybe maybe next year. <laughs> all right anyway we're getting into the conference usa where ben and i see uh sam houston right now two weeks in where do they slot in conference usa ben i'm curious and this you had no idea this question's coming compared to where they are now do do you have them or you have them higher in the conference than you thought lower or maybe even about the same I'm gonna say right, right at the same. I I had them, uh, I had us at what uh, six and six in the year, and 
what was that six and three in conference play? Which is so, probably yeah. Gonna, yeah, which is probably going to put us at a no. That's no, because five yeah. and five and three at, yeah. in conference play. So yeah, that's putting us fourth or fifth probably at five or three. So I think that's still very attainable. I think we know a little more about these teams now than we did a couple of weeks ago. But uh, yeah, I think there's no reason why we can't be a fourth or fifth place team at five and three. Um, and that's kind of still where I have us. I don't think we're going to be first or second, but I definitely don't think we're going to be eighth or ninth. So yeah, right there in the middle, as I thought, I think. Okay. With that said, let, let's go through them team by team, game yep. by game. Right now you've got Jacksonville state. They're the first conference opponent coming up September 28th. It is, uh, at home, which will be nice. It's a big game. I believe that's the one Craven is going to be at as well. I think so, yeah. National I believe TV. it is. Yeah, it's on TV. That It's a big game. Jacksonville State beat UTEP by three. They beat East Tennessee State 49-3. to three. They lost to Coastal Carolina. It was respectable, 30-16. to 16. Does Sam Houston win that? I still think we do. Um the UTEP win was nice, but we, we, we'll we get into UTEP. They have not looked very good so far. Um, but, yeah, they, they held in there with Coastal Carolina, which you could kind of compare maybe to an Air Force or a BYU and lost by two touchdowns or so. So I think those teams are really evenly matched. I think I give Sam Houston the advantage because um, we'll have had a bye week and then we'll play Houston and then we'll play four days later at home. They haven't had a bye week yet. They've gone – they'll go Coastal Carolina, Eastern Michigan – a four-day break, and then on the road. And so I think we're going to catch them at a good time um, five weeks into the season. And I think it's a pretty even match, but I'm still going to give us the the advantage because of just kind of the logistics of things. Okay, the next one, at Liberty. Liberty is uh, pretty much good. They're what we thought they were, but they've only played at home. They won 34-24 over Bowling Green and then beat New Mexico State 33-17. They're 2-0. Where do you see when Sam Houston heads to uh, Lynchburg? Yeah, this was a team that I think regardless of where they were, I think I had us losing. Uh, there were a lot of question marks with the new head coach and just so much roster turnover, a new QB. Um, but, man, they look pretty good. I wouldn't say they've set the world on fire, but that's two quality FBS wins by double digits. And so I think they're definitely headed in the right direction, and I still feel like that's probably a loss for us and we'll probably slot underneath them. That, ne that next week, the Cats head to New Mexico State to Las Cruces, New Mexico. What do you know about New Mexico State right now? I think if there's one team you might move, you, this would be the one, but where? They lost at UMass 41-30. Then they demolished Western Illinois 58-21. Lost to Liberty 33-17, which is respectable, I'm curious where you have New Mexico State right now. Yeah, this one in Louisiana Tech were my two biggest toss-ups coming into the year. I remember I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. But, yeah, I mean, they looked okay at Liberty. But that UMass loss, I mean, I, I, I can't get over that yet until they really show me something. I still think we're, we have a slight advantage. And I think we'll probably be just a tick above them. And uh, I, I think it could go either way. But I, I think I'll lean with us taking a win there and just being a, a step above them, just like one step above them. The first of three, the FIU is not a conference game this year. It is, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Cause on the, on the conference USA website, they don't have it um, starred as a conference game this year. So that's what I found a little crazy, but, but they do come home with uh, three straight home games. Two of them are conference. 
starting with Florida International, who lost on the road to La Tech 22-17. Then they went home and they beat the main Bears 14-12. And then they beat North Texas 46-39. And I don't think I was impressed by either one of those. I I think Florida State or Florida International is uh, where I thought they would be. Still a very winnable game. Um, yeah, did not look very good against Maine. I mean, almost losing to an average FCS team in Maine. I guess you could call them average. And uh, yeah, North Texas has just looked terrible so far this year. I mean, a, a FBS win is an FBS win, but they, they've looked horrible. So, I mean, great to get a win, but I, I still think there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to win that game. Then you get UTEP. They lost to Jacksonville State by 3-17-14. They lost to, on the road to North, to an angry Northwestern team, 38-7. They beat UIW 28-14. I would like to throw out in defense of my Cardinals that uh, UIW, that was their first game of the season, while UTEP had already had that out of the way. I think that plays a big factor, especially when you're talking FCS versus FBS there. They go to Arizona this week. Man, I... If I'm going to put UTEP in a category, it's at the bottom of the state of Texas right now in the FBS. I, I totally agree. And I think that there's been a biggest disappointment so far. It, it's probably UTEP um, losing to Jacksonville State in their first game as an FBS program. You don't want to be that team um, squeaking. I guess you could maybe say squeaking by UIW. They've had a lot of changes. I mean, that's an okay win. But, man, I think a lot of people know what's going on at Northwestern. That team is horrible. Just absolutely horrible right now. I mean, by far the worst Power 5 team, and you lose by 31. I mean, that's a really bad showing right there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to beat UTEP. Okay. After a home game against Kennesaw State, you go on the road to La Tech. La Tech so far, they beat FIU. They lost 38-14 to SMU. Then they beat Northwestern State, FCS team, 51-21. I don't know if I know anything much about La Tech yet, Ben, but we will this week when they host North Texas. Because if they don't, if that one's closer than it should be, then maybe La Tech is down there more along that FIU area. Right. And I think in our prediction episode a couple of weeks ago, this was the other game I said that was toss up and I gave it to Louisiana Tech and it's on the road. So I think I'll still give them an advantage. I think it's a toss up game for us. It could go either way. Um, but yeah, we don't know a ton about them. I mean, SMU is really good this year um, and, and they looked OK, didn't look very good there, um, barely beat FIU at home. Um, so we don't know a ton about that team just yet. Um, and Corey, you brought up Kennesaw. Are you still feeling like Kennesaw is going to beat Sam Houston after they just lost to an FCS team and were struggling with the D2 team for three quarters a couple weeks ago? I have no idea what Kennesaw has done, to be honest with you, man. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure they lost to Charleston Southern this last week. And then they were playing Temecula, I think was the name of the school. And it was a seven-point game going to the fourth quarter, I believe it was. Um, they're redshirting a ton of guys, so I won't count a ton of it against them. We saw what that did to us last year. But okay. I know I, I wanted to revisit that with you and see what you thought. No, that because – they're it, it sounds like they are if they're redshirting a lot of guys they're kind of doing the strategy that Keeler had um yeah I think that's a, that's one Sam Houston should win at that point I don't see any reason why they would circle that one on the schedule to have everybody play 
Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't I don't know their exact redshirt strategy, but yeah, they they have not looked very good this year. And I just wanted to see what your thoughts were a couple of weeks. In. Well, you know, a lot of that, too, is um, that move to FCS. The players know it's coming. The fans know it's right. coming. Yeah. You know, I, there could be some of that. But uh, we go after that at Western Kentucky. And Western Kentucky beat South Florida 41 to 24, beat Houston Christian 52 to 22. Uh, they play Ohio State this week. Then they have Troy. Those are two hard games. Right. Uh, I'd say no, Troy to, might not be. Ohio State is. Troy, uh, Troy actually had the nation's longest win streak coming into this last weekend, but then they lost to Kansas State. So, and it just got flexed to ESPN2 today, I believe it was. So that should be an okay game with Troy. Troy struggled with Stephen F. Austin a couple weeks ago. They too. did. Yeah. I think it was only what a 17 point win or something like that. It well, and if it was, yeah. And it wasn't that way until late. It was something yeah. that, you know, SFA provided some help, but that's a good Troy team that they went up against. I'm just not sure if Troy can compete with a Western Kentucky uh, is kind of where I'm at with that one. But I, yeah. I think Western Kentucky and Liberty are probably two of the top in the conference right now still. Yeah, they're definitely two of the top three. And with Western Kentucky, I think that's going to be a fascinating matchup. I mean, their offense, I mean, they put up 40 and 50-plus points the first two games. We know how good Austin Reed is, and it'll be a really good test for our offense to kind of see what they can do and how that matches up. I don't think their defense is as strong. I mean, Houston Christian scored 20-something on them, and – USF put up a decent amount of points. So not saying we win, but I, I think it'll be a really good test for our defense to see what they look like against them. No, I, I can't go there, Ben. Can't I cannot, I can't do it. Uh we're gonna move on. Final <laughs> game back home. I'm not doing any FCS comparisons to this team. I'm not doing it. We're not gonna there's no transitive property, Ben. I'm not playing that game. Right. <laughs> I'm not doing it, man. All right. Last game of the season, Middle Tennessee State at home. Middle Tennessee State lost to an Alabama team that we once thought was good, but then they just got run by Texas at home last week. So we're not sure about Alabama. Uh, then they lost to Missouri 23-19. to All right. Yeah. They're not bad, Ben. They're not, they're not bad. Didn't I tell you a couple of weeks ago they are extremely hot and cold? They'll lose to James Madison by 40, and then they'll – uh, they'll beat Miami by 20 or whatever. It's it just, you never know what kind of team you're going to get with Middle Tennessee. Well, hey, man, you never know what kind of team you're going to get with Alabama now, right? Yeah. Uh, crazy enough to say it. I mean, yeah. No, I wouldn't say that. Whoa. <laughs> if you're, if you're crazy <laughs> enough to, well, I mean, if I'm going to be crazy enough to say it, I might as well go full blast, right? Yeah, it exactly. You got to go all in, right, Corey? <laughs> Own it. Own it. But yeah, I think just. I'm not going to half-ass anything, Ben. <laughs> and I think looking back over everything, I think Liberty and Western Kentucky are your two for sure losses. I think your Middle Tennessee's and your Louisiana Tech's are your 50-50s maybe leaning towards the other team. And then FIU, New Mexico State, Jacksonville State, and UTEP, I think are games that are definitely winnable. So, yeah, fourth or fifth place, I think that's right in line with where I have us. Okay. Let me let me just go through here. Liberty, nope. Jacksonville Correct. State. Uh I think I had Sam Houston, I think, winning that one. You did. 
that might be the one that I would switch right now. Yeah, I'm going to stick with it just based on the logistics thing and logistics part of it. But I, I think it's still it's close to 50-50. Law Tech is just hard to read. So I'm going to I'm going to say right now they're better than Law Tech. Um, and also because we just don't like those people in Ruston, right? And no. that, that's how it works. Right. Western Kentucky, no. Yeah. Middle Tennessee State, I don't see that as a toss-up. I see them as better. Um, Probably. When it comes to that. So there I've got four that puts them down in fifth. Florida International, I think they win. New Mexico State, I'm not sold on now. Um, you know, I think that one that one could be tough. Oh yeah. Uh for Sam Houston. So I'm gonna say probably closer to sixth. Hey, I've six got six of nine. Uh, dude, if you're six yeah. of nine your first season in conference USA, it's gotta be successful. Yeah, I've got us fifth, maybe fourth. So putting us at sixth, I don't think that's anything outlandish. I think that's reasonable. I can't be attacked as a hater again. No, no, not this time. I think <laughs> we, I think we, I think we've forgiven you for your for your first mess up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> ben, I appreciate you as always joining us, man. It, it's uh it's a fun time for most of us. It's not a fun time for you because you need you need to heal up quickly that pain is not something any of us should be dealing with man i'm just hoping the offense heals a little quicker than my arm that's what i'm really hoping the arm will heal let's hope the offense heals a little quicker (laughs) i'm with you on that i will agree with that one we also want to say thank you to everyone listening everyone watching watching without you none of this is possible until next time ben take us out I'm going to say eat them up, cats, and let's go score some points these next couple weeks. You're darn right.